This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Canby, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. (laughs) I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. (laughs) With an old maid daughter that makes the best moonshine in the coast. (laughs) If it would have hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? Welcome to Now Hear This Canby Podcast. I'm Tyler Clawson, and this is what's happening this week in our community. A Canby High School graduate, multi-sport athlete, and key member of the 2022 state championship runner-up Cougar baseball team is in recovery this week after being hospitalized and ultimately placed on life support due to a severe case of pneumonia. Casey Langdale, 19, was admitted to Willamette Falls Hospital in Oregon City Sunday morning before being rushed by Life Flight Air Ambulance to Providence Portland Medical Center, where he was placed on a ventilator while doctors intervened to drain fluid. Where he was placed on a ventilator while doctors intervened to drain fluid from his lungs. Things were looking very dire initially, with the need for 100% oxygen and multiple organs starting to shut down. Longtime neighbor and family friend Carmen Robinson reported gravely on a GoFundMe page set up in support of Casey and the Langdale family. The family's initial prayer requests were simply for Casey's survival. It was not guaranteed, with his doctors giving him a 60-70% to chance of pulling through based on his age and excellent physical health. Thankfully, Casey is a fighter and is continuing to make strides in his improvement hour by hour, Robinson wrote. But he is not out of the woods yet and still faces the real possibility of things taking a turn for the worse. As of Tuesday evening, Casey remained in intensive care unit at Providence, Portland. His kidneys had resumed function, Kit Robinson told The Current, and the condition of his lungs was steadily improving. The breathing tube was removed around 1 a.m. Wednesday. Even with all the tubes that he has going down his throat and his body, he is still asking family members for hugs, Robinson said. Tears streamed down his cheeks when he learned of all the support from the community. He is very appreciative and would like to thank everyone. The ferocity of the infection and the resistance to the treatment have shocked Casey's loved ones and bewildered many on his care team, Robinson said. The particulars of Casey's infection are extremely rare, 
and hardly ever seen according to the family. The doctors are still baffled by why someone at his age with his immune system is not able to fight this off, Robinson said. But he is continually getting better and stronger with all the prayers from our community. All the glory goes to God for his rapid recovery. There is no other explanation for it. The staff is amazed at how well he is doing. Casey and his family are humbled by the outpouring of support and prayers from our little community. Casey Langdale, along with his twin brother Clayton, were among the senior anchors of the remarkable 2022 baseball team, which made the state baseball finals for only the second time in Camby's history and the first time in 62 years. They were also star linemen on the Camby Cougar football team and members of a Camby junior baseball team that also made a national championship game in their youth. Our family would like to thank everyone for their support, prayers, and donations, their mom Kim Langdale said in a message to The Current. We feel truly blessed to have all of you in our lives. The love from our community is felt throughout the family. We are seeing miracles of healing in our son daily and know that God is not done working to heal him. Casey is alert and aware of the prayers and support coming in for him. He is beyond grateful and the support from our amazing community is helping aid in his recovery. In their own prayers for their son and brother, the family shared that they have been encouraged by Casey's favorite Bible verse, Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. For the latest updates or to support the Langdale family during Casey's road to recovery, visit GoFundMe.com slash F slash Casey's dash recovery dash costs. Several local fire agencies, including Camby, Aurora, and Clackamas, have assisted neighboring Malala in battling brush fires that have impacted the community this week. One of the most serious incidents was a wind-driven, two-alarm grass and brush fire that broke out around 3.30 p.m. Tuesday near Kennel Avenue, which prompted Level 3 Go Now evacuation for the Twin Fur Mobile Court, a mobile home park serving residents 55 and older. Residents at Bear Creek Memory Care were also evacuated, officials reported. The blaze was initially threatening many houses and businesses, fire officials said in a Facebook post. Fortunately, firefighters were able to bring the blaze under control in short order, and the evacuation alert was rescinded before 7 p.m. There were no injuries to either civilians or first responders, and no homes were burned. The cause of the vegetation fire is under investigation. Responding agencies included the Malala Fire and Malala Police Department, Canby Fire District, Aurora Fire District, Clackamas Fire District, Colton Fire District, Monitor Fire District, and the Oregon Department of Forestry. 
In addition, Malala officials praised Tualatin Valley Fire and Rescue for covering other calls in the community while Malala and mutual aid agencies battled the blaze. The incident came less than a week after another two-alarm vegetation fire broke out near Malala, which was threatening several structures and spreading rapidly due to dry, windy conditions. Nine agencies came to Malala's aids during that fire on July 12th, including Cambi, Aurora, Colton, Hubbard, Monitor, Mount Angel, Silverton, and State Forestry Department. Thanks to the work of Good Samaritans and a quick response from the fire crews, the fire was extinguished without any loss of structures, Malala fire officials said on a Facebook post. A big thank you to our volunteers and mutual aid partners. Nearly 20 years after closing its doors at a different location, Jarbo's Grill is back and has quickly reestablished itself as a staple in Camby's family-friendly dining scene. The Jarbo story started over three decades ago when West restauranter and businessman Hank Jarbo, who had begun his culinary career as a dishwasher at a local eatery, opened his own restaurant in his hometown of Camby in 1992. Jarbo soon became a household name in Canby and beyond, known for its delicious food, friendly service, and welcoming ambiance. Young Travis Savon, who would later become co-owner and general manager of the new Jarbos, grew up eating and working as a dishwasher at the original location. In 2005, Jarbo sold the restaurant to pursue other interests. The building on the corner of Northwest First and Elm went through several owners and iterations, most recently Grand Central Station before becoming the new home of Neuropathic Pediatric Therapies, or Nero, four years ago. Savon, who, like his first employer before him, had caught the restaurant bug during his stint as a teenage dishwasher, went on to work at and ultimately helm various restaurants around the country. He honed his craft and gained valuable experience working in the high-end kitchens of such culinary destinations as Bourbon Street in New Orleans, Louisiana. But he never forgot the early lessons he learned from Hank Jarbo nor the magic of Jarbo's Grill. So when Jarbo called Savon last October to invite him back to Canby to work together once again, he didn't hesitate in saying yes. The two worked together to create a new vision for the old favorite, seeking to honor the legacy of the 90s era Jarbo's Grill so many Cambyites still remember while also bringing it into the modern era. The new Jarbos has come to life in an old building, the former spinning wheel located on Highway 99E, just east of Canby, more recently known as the Double Ot Ranch and the Route 99 Roadhouse. 
but the century-old structure underwent an extensive nine-month renovation prior to its grand reopening earlier this year. The renovations included a new 60-person meeting and events space, live music venue, fully stocked bar, booths and high-top tables, and lottery machines. 18 years later, Jarbo's has picked up pretty much where it left off, impressing new and old patrons with its expansive menu, welcoming ambiance, and winning the coveted title of Best New Business in the Canby Area Chambers 2023 Best of Canby Awards just last week. The eatery marked the occasion with a grand reopening ribbon cutting hosted by the chamber on Monday, July 17th. Jarbo's Grill is located at 22842 South Highway 99E and is open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. More information and menu online at jarbosgrill.com. Former Republican gubernatorial nominee and House Republican leader Christine Drazen, a Canby area resident, this week announced the launch of a new nonprofit social welfare organization, which she says will work to build support for policies that will improve Oregonians' lives and lead the state in a new direction. Oregon remains a state of unsurpassed promise, but without checks and balances, our state continues to cater to powerful elites political extremes, ignoring the needs of thousands of Oregonians, hurting our quality of life and limiting our potential, Drazen said in a press release on Tuesday. Our state's future has been neglected for too long. It is time for the common good to be our highest priority. A new direction is dedicated to holding power to account and providing Oregonians with a more balanced approach to the challenges we face. Oregon can be saved but it will take a new direction. Drazen's group, A New Direction, is a 501c4 nonprofit dedicated to connecting Oregonians with each other to advance policies and ideas that make Oregon a safer, more affordable place to live and raise a family, strengthen checks and balances, improve transparency, empower Oregonians, and support the next generation. Drazen represented Canby and the surrounding area in the Oregon House of Representatives for three years, including two years as House Minority Leader, before stepping down in early 2022 to pursue a gubernatorial bid. 
She won a crowded GOP primary for the Republican nomination and led several polls throughout a hotly contested race to replace outgoing Governor Kate Brown before ultimately falling to Democrat Tina Kotek in November. Tuesday's announcement marked her first communication about possible future plans since conceding her defeat to Governor Kotek last year. She also participated in the Canby Independence Day celebration parade earlier this month in support of Republican Congressman Lori Chavez Dreamer. According to the Internal Revenue Service, 501c4 nonprofits are classified as social welfare organizations, which must operate primarily to further the common good and general welfare of the people of the community, such as by bringing about civic betterment and social improvements. Tax-exempt social welfare organizations are not prohibited from political activity as long as it is not its primary work. A 501c4 can lobby for legislation germane to its organizational goals, but may not directly or indirectly participate in political campaigns for or against a particular candidate. Oh yeah, I did it! I finally did it! I did the one minute death run on Fortnite! Wow, Tyler, that was awesome! And it only took you 38 hours to do that. What was that? Nothing. Hey, have you ever thought about entering a tournament for prizes or scholarships? Yeah, but I mean, there's entry fees and stuff, right? Nope. DirectLink, our local internet provider, has just announced a partnership with Fiber Gaming Network to offer free entry for their active broadband subscribers into national online tournaments. Wow, that sounds pretty sweet. So how, how does it work? Dude, it could not be easier. They have lots of different events each week for gamers of all skill levels. Folks can join the Fiber Gaming Network Discord server and connect with other players to form parties, play together, learn tips and tricks, and more. It's moderated to foster a safe and inclusive environment for all, too. Plus, I even heard that Fiber Gaming Network is working with recruiters from college esports programs to find talented new players. There are actually a ton of college scholarships available for competitive gamers now. Oh, so they have like a community aspect to it, too. That's cool. But... There has to be some catch. Monthly charges, service fees, something. Nope. All DirectLink members on Fiber can participate for free. All you have to do is visit directlink.coop slash FGN to learn more. Then click the button at the bottom to sign up with Fiber Gaming Network. I've definitely got to check this out. Wow, they have, like, the best games. Rocket League, Fortnite, Madden NFL 23, NBA 2K23. Dude, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Overwatch. Oh my right? Gosh. They even host trivia nights, too. And you don't even need a game console to play that. You just join right from your connected device, phone, tablet, or computer. Check out these categories. Taylor Swift, Nintendo, Spider-Man, The Office. Oh, <laughs> sweet. We are so doing trivia, and we're going to destroy everyone. No kidding. I mean, you're the big swifty i know taylor swift for life visit directlink.coop fgn to learn more and sign up for fiber gaming network events today Hey, on the Cambridge Conversation today, we're excited to be talking again with Steve Puga, owner of the FOB Tap Room in Canby. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, Tyler. How about you? Good. 
Good. Yes, um, so we're here to talk about the second annual Fobtoberfest taking place across two days now down in Waite Park this yes. September. Um, but uh, maybe start with what we kind of started with before we started recording. How are you guys handling the heat and how are some of our other uh, businesses and places that have coolers? Everyone's kind of struggling in this kind of intense heat, huh? Yeah, all big time. So yeah, we've you know, when people come by FOB, they're going to see a, re a revised, remodeled outdoor area. I love it. Yeah, it looks um, really nice. Real festive and so forth. Um, unfortunately, it's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> it looks great from it, inside here. It does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you stare at it from inside an air-conditioned uh, building, it looks fantastic. Yeah. So hopefully, you want to sit there? No. Yeah, okay. definitely not. So hopefully the weather cools down so people can experience, you know, yeah. our take on the outdoor area. And you're going to see, you know... German kind of Oktoberfest colors mm -hmm. on the post, and we're not done yet in terms of kind of turning it into a real proper beer garden. So, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Plugging along, my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it kicked off the event last year. Um, really kind of, it had been something I, I believe you had been thinking about and talking about for a while. And then uh, last year, just said, heck, let's do it. We're yes. Three, two and a half months or three months. Yeah, just barely. <laughs> uh, lead time. Uh, yeah, the city was. How hard can it be? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> Famous yeah. thoughts works. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, the city was great. You know, they, you know, they had seen what we do here at FOB for our own Foptoberfest in-house. And that's kind of what prompted last year's yeah. talking to the city and ask if we would scale it up and we were able to pull it off i have no idea how uh, <laughs> a lot of good friends a lot of good volunteers helped us out uh so yeah this year we're going to do a two-day event uh 16th and 17th of september so yeah uh continue on what we started and add a lot more stuff yeah so yeah um for uh, somebody who uh wasn't there wasn't able to make it how would you describe the vibe with the event what's it all about I, you know, honestly, we have a lot of people that, that try to draw comparisons between us and, for example, the obvious Mount Angel, Yeah. which in no stretch of the imagination are we trying to compete with that. I mean, that's yeah. a gigantic, scaled, beautifully ran event. We just wanted to create something that was community-based. Yeah. You know, just give people another option. So if they wanted to go to Mount Angel on one day, you know, come and enjoy a local Oktoberfest you know, vibe in your community. Yeah. And we want to just really have all the things that were important to me, to us, as far as, you know, I've been to uh, Munich for Oktoberfest mm -hmm. um, a couple of years ago. So that's really what prompted that is just really have um, a killer selection of imports, yeah. you know, a lot of good uh, authentic German food, yeah, authentic music, you know, and just really have a, an area where kids can come out and play and, yeah and not have essentially all the fun for the adults yeah you know <laughs> certainly the beer garden is there for yeah obviously the the adults to enjoy their beers but that was the key thing for my wife and i is to have families come out because you can't really do that at mount angel if if you didn't come out you know come out last year we had keg rolling games as you probably remember there's a bunch of other games that my team and i and my wife came up with just to have an option for kids to enjoy some time while their parents are just relaxing in the park. Yeah. Um, just good hearted fun that you probably would never see a, a kid rolling a, an empty beer keg on the grass, but hey, you don't know what my house is like. It's true. <laughs> true. I mean, exactly. If you're a proper parent, daddy's no. empty again. Come on, yeah. kids. Bring it over. Bring it over, please. Yeah. Trust me. If you ever see my house when I was growing up, but yeah, totally different story. <laughs> but that's really it. It's just, you know, we wanted to have something that was fun for everybody. Um, 
and that was really the gist that we got yeah. uh, last year was people really enjoyed it. We heard a lot of kids, honestly, a lot of kids just say, hey, thank you, you know, for, for the day. Mm. Uh, had a great time with my parents, blah, 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 right? Yeah. And it was, that was really humbling just to see mm. the the people show up, Yeah, you know? And so we took that. There's people that we knew that couldn't make it on Saturday when yeah. we had the event. So my wife and I were like, okay, let's do a second day. Let's see how that performs, yeah. you know, to give it a little extra time for those folks who couldn't do certain days because college football starts. Mm. I had a lot of friends of mine that went to Oregon State, and mm-hmm. they have, you know, college football is on Saturday, of course. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that I knew couldn't make it yeah. or they weren't going to make it because yeah. they had, you know, commitments to go to a game down at Autzen Stadium or down in, you know, yeah. Corvallis. So that's really it is just extend what we created last year and build on it. So, yeah. Yeah, um, for folks, uh, like you were saying, maybe uh, trying to make that comparison, or I mean, it's a, it's a, you guys did a fantastic job, but it's the difference between an entire city and region putting on an event and one business and one family, you know, yeah. doing something here in, in our community. But, yeah, it's yeah. a tremendously different scenario, and again, the city's been great to work with. You know, uh, we basically rented the park out for two days. Yeah, you know, we shut the streets down. And really, it's just, yeah, I mean, trying to build that community-based thing that yeah. people can have fun and enjoy. And, yeah. What you, know. you said about kids and families really enjoying it does does not surprise me because I was out there. It's a great vibe. But just, I mean, it starts with the setting. You've got Wade Park. You've got all the nostalgia, all the memories, all the fun, uh, kind of the love over the years just it, oozing out of that place. It's where, it's where the playgrounds are. It's where kids go to have fun. Um, and then the music, I think, really makes it because it's just uh, oompa music. A German music just has that. Some people don't like it, but you know, <laughs> love it or hate it, it does have that very fun kind of vibe that yes. just, just you know, it's hard to uh, not have a smile on your face at least for a few minutes. Yeah, it is. I mean, and so that's what people, you know, you know, last year we had um, two different bands kind of throughout the course of the day. This year we have an extra oompa band if mm-hmm. you will so three and then we've got uh another friend of ours that is more of a rock band mm-hmm. that we decided to add for the end of saturday night yeah so eight o'clock they'll start so that way the adults if they're obviously a lot of kids we saw last year were leaving by like six or seven yeah there's a lot of adults primarily there past that time we close at nine so this year we added this rock band that's going to basically come in and just close out the evening for yeah. those adults that are still, you know, hanging out and having a good time. So that's what we wanted to add. So more German festive music followed by kind of like a proper rock band evening in the park. Mm. Yeah. So very fun. Yeah, yeah. So that'll start when? Uh, so Saturday is noon to nine p.m. Okay. And then Sunday's eleven to four p.m. Okay. Yep. Yep. Cool. So yeah. Lots of good stuff planned. More food vendors, which we can probably talk about if you'd like. But yeah, you know, uh, last year yeah. we had Bee's Bakery, Ebner's. Bee's doing uh, pretzels. Yes. Uh, very German style pretzels. Yep. Uh, yeah, Ebner's Bethany. obviously rocking the brats. And oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Sausages. Yeah, sausages and Bethany. You know, she, she was really kind last year. You know, we were we had talked about the, the type of pretzel to have, the size. Yeah. You know, we wanted a real authentic giant pretzel yeah and thankfully she was really she was probably making i think she told me she was making pretzels you know that morning yeah <laughs> to bring them down to the park so yeah everybody was awesome mike ebner all this his team was great um 
the Knights of Columbus did their hot dogs, I think they did, or pretzels. Or no, pretzels. Popcorn. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Okay, popcorn. Popcorn and snow cones. they do snow cones, yeah. And then this year, I think we're going to have the folks from uh, Farm to Table Mm -hmm. out there. Uh, My favorite. Chicken schnitzel. Yeah. Is the goal. Yeah. So likely chicken schnitzel and the little spotzel noodles. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we wanted to have kind of the best, a big say. selection. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of good food. And I think Bethany's got some surprises uh, from Bee's Bakery in terms of what she's going to do for some pastries. Nice. As I understand. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. So that's still top secret. So okay. we haven't. We haven't <laughs> okay. Forget you heard that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask her. I have no idea what she's going to do. So. Um, what about the beer? Are you looking to do anything different there? Expand? Uh, yeah. Uh, focus on certain things uh, differently this year or what? I think people, if you've been to FOB, into FOB, or you maybe heard about it, you know from your friends my bar is a german bar as you walk in it pretty much looks like a little german beer stube mm-hmm. um as such i really try to have as many imports as i can yeah so you know other people you know might say oh there's no ipas or whatever else but it's an actual we try to get beers that are close to a style that maybe somebody would like if they liked an ipa yeah but truly i try to have i think last year i had about 18 import beers mm-hmm. so this year i plan to have probably the same uh, number of beers, but we're going to try to do some other fun stuff with. Um, there's a brewery you might, you guys might have heard of called Vision Brewing. Yeah, uh, a new one which is not affiliated with me. Yeah, but it's my son who's right. part owner of the company. One of the owners is affiliated. Yeah, correct. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and he's the brewer, one of the brewers for Vision. So yeah. we're going to be doing some fun stuff with them uh, and another brewer or brewery. Let's say in the in the uh, close region cool so i think they're going to be doing some fun stuff that will have a um, some cool bottles to sell and you know awesome more information will be coming soon yeah 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 um you're going to a cashless system this year i know you guys are excited about that uh, you're thinking that'll make things a little bit smoother better experience for everybody yes so if anybody is i'm sure likely your listeners have probably been to Hairfest at yeah. some point in time um, coming up yep so that was a lot of the decision behind that is they had really good success with fast bar yeah and so it's a it's a little classic you go in uh at the very beginning of the event show your id get the thing like entering a beer garden where they give you wristband it's just a little more sophisticated yeah, yeah exactly. uh, but so you give your show your id you put a card down with them and then they take your information and then from there on you just show the little chip they scan it and you you pay for everything and you pay for uh, food and stuff that way as well. Yep. Yeah. So that's the goal this year is to really have everything just, you know, tap and pay with your with your RFID bracelet. Yeah. So that's the whole premise behind that. And they had, you know, the folks at uh, Hairfest um, or the people that work with Hairfest from Fastbar had a lot of good, in, you know, input for us in terms of what they did. What do they What do they see as far as the the just response to Fastbar and, and yeah. using that kind of chip yeah. situation. And it was resounding success. I mean, yeah. there's a few people I think they said that occasionally, you know, walk in and say, well, I only use cash or whatever else. But it's pretty few and far between. Yeah. And so we were trying to get it out there as much as possible, as early as possible, that it's going to be a cashless environment. And then every every one of our vendors is going to have that basically POS that you can just walk up and scan your, your bracelet for all everything there. Yeah. The candy, the popcorn, the you name it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, let's talk a little bit more about what what uh, really makes this event unique, uh, because I know, uh, again, some folks who may not have been able to attend this year may have not attended any Oktoberfest uh, mm-hmm. event before. may just be, oh, okay, it's another event with food and beer, you know, <laughs> we did a dime a dozen and can't be every uh-huh. summer. Um, but uh, th- this is really unique um, and really tied in with uh, a lot of the history and culture of the, the community in the region. Yep. Yeah, and that was the thing, too, when we bought FOB almost five years ago. Uh, by the way, standby, we'll have some details coming up. We have our oh, cool. five-year anniversary Congrats. in October. Very cool. So pretty amazing. So We're five years this year as well. Ah, fantastic. Yeah, we'll be, we're in August. So. Ah, good <laughs> well, we're still kicking after, yeah. after COVID, you, for God's sake. I think you've been more successful than we Dear have. Dear so. God, I don't know about that one, my friend. Uh, that's <laughs> certainly debatable. Um, but, yeah, so that's the thing is, is – you know, when we bought FOB, that was kind of our tie-in to, you know, bring in that and, and that vibe of the German kind of well, feel you told here the story in this before, area. but that's how you got into this industry and kind of fell in love with it. Was the, your business you were doing at the time was taking overseas mm-hmm. quite a bit, and yeah. you just fell in love with the the, the German uh, pub atmosphere yep. ambiance. Yeah, yeah, and quite honestly, I think anybody who's ever driven, as we use Mount Angel again, anybody who's driven in this region. Mm-hmm. And if you've been lucky enough or you Google stuff, I mean, this section of Oregon looks remarkably like like parts of Bavaria. Yeah. Which is also part of the reason why we came here. We, we were super excited to just try to take FOB and transform it into what we've turned it into is, yeah, just capitalize on that whole vibe of the German kind of feel and the environment, you know, and, and the scenery around here, Yeah, which is why we thought it was fantastic as far as Wake Park being a great location for our event, Yeah, you know, because it just is so quaint. It just looks perfect, you know, to what I would picture like the old days of Munich Oktoberfest, where mm-hmm. it's just, you know, trees everywhere. And if, you know, you can go sit down and underneath a tree and have a pint, you know, a stein and just yeah. relax. Yeah, that's kind of like what we wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. So we were super thankful that you know we could do this in, in Wade Park. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears? Even chainsaws? No, that's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, or no. that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle? Wait, do you know any trivia that isn't like animal related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Camby's longest running locally owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, dude, I'm te- I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net.
Um, I think the uh, I think you made note some of the history. I feel like we talked about it before, but like the original Oktoberfest was some some Bavarian king. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And celebrating a, a wedding or whatever. Um, it, it took place in October originally, but it evolved into um, something that you know German culture or not. Uh, there is a lot of folks who do have German ancestry mm-hmm. in this area, but even if you don't. Um, it's really about celebrating the harvest, the end of a summer of of labor, you mm-hmm. know, which is, which does resonate with a lot of people here. I mean, we're still a very agricultural area, and it's still a very important part of our community. Yep, very much so. And that was again perfect tie-in to what yeah. we're trying to do. Um, which again, I just keep going back to the Wade Park and the location. I think that's going to be one of the big kind of differences between what we do with Fobtoberfest and you know, a larger scale Oktoberfest. Yes. Yeah. I like the fact that ours is a little bit more intimate. Certainly the park atmosphere is, is I think it's perfectly suited for what we're trying to do. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's just more, again, a more kind of go back to it again, over and over intimate Oktoberfest yeah. versus you can still have all the fun of an Oktoberfest, but minus maybe just massive, crazy crowds right. and crazy parking. That's and what I was going to say is it oh, kind of, Nope. German Speaking clock, of German clock going off, my cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> that that it really is, uh, yeah. That that kind of uh, vibe for folks that, um, yeah, like Oktoberfest in Mount Angel or even uh, other places. It's just too much, too crazy. You know, yeah. um, very intimidating. It and is. This is, you know. Uh, Come have a beer. Don't even don't drink if that's yep. not your thing. Just come enjoy some food and some good times. Watch people try to hold this sign of water until yes. their arms fall off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which trust me, yes, uh, we've got. I think my wife's got plans for another one or two fun. Uh, can't really say drinking games per se, but German German games. How about yeah. that? Yeah, you they know. weren't drinking games. No. They were they were games of. Hesitate to say skill. I would daring. say let's say daring is a good is a good term to use. Uh, it's more of yeah, exactly. Uh, oh man, and I can't. This is a podcast, but the 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 they sort of holding the stein. They kind of contort their bodies mm-hmm. in such a way that they sort of balance it on one peck. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you can't you can't bend your arm. You and can't was, bend your arm, but you can. Yeah. There was a lot of people making some interesting moves to to not allow their arm to bend. Yes. So whatever <laughs> whatever worked. So yeah, a lot of good stuff. We've got um, yeah. like I said, a couple extra games we are going to enjoy doing both the kids and the adults. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really super excited for it. I just love that kind of thing because it, it's it's one of those things that, that sort of hang on the bar that they do the fair is, is another one that that looks so much easier than it really is. Uh, yes. and, and every time every round you get you know three or four guys that are like I'm gonna last an hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is the funny thing to your point. There's not. It's not always like the let's no. say the traditional biggest no. strongest. It was often person guys that were just had good tone. Yeah. It, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Like you see some just kind of you know, different body types. Some ladies were doing oh, very yeah. extremely well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we do like the, the, if you will, kind of ladies version, men's version, but we mix it up. You know, we have some ways to kind of have some, like the little kids, we have little, you'll see this, you're going to have like little mini steins. Mm. So if the, if the kids want to come out and just try to see who can hold a little 0.5 liter yeah. <laughs> stein of water and see what happens, just trying to involve again, all aspects of the family kind of thing. Like yeah. the parents can have fun. The kids can have fun. Again, to my knowledge, I don't know where else you can do that at an Oktoberfest 
in this region. Yeah. In terms of the kid, you know, kid-friendly games, mm-hmm. that in, that environment, you know, I don't know of anywhere else you can do that, which is what we're, you know, we're happy and proud to present. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one last thing that I wanted to ask you about that I know you're. Um, you know, it did it did happen uh, last year a little bit, but you, you're really hoping to um, get folks uh, excited about it and leaning into it more is dressing up and really leaning into the culture. You're going to have some contests that the yes. best dressed and, and most uh, um, most German. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that that could that could. You said costume contest. I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure you yeah. want to call it. A no, costume no, no, no. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say a an Oktoberfest. Yeah, there you go contest that's dress yes yeah yes but yeah we're gonna do that this year so um a little insight so all my staff my team is gonna be out there they've got uh we've got them all some uh, official letter hosen nice for the the men on the team and uh last year the ladies were wearing the the dirndls the traditional german dress mm. um so yeah we're really trying to you know both in talking to you and then other outlets so we can try to get the word out yeah know, spread the word about the cashless environment and new games and certainly put a, a emphasis on you know the costume you know oktoberfest costume contest yeah because um, i hope that's it was pretty decent last year in terms of the turnout as far as people wearing you know some fun oktoberfest gear yeah um there was a guy i got a photo of that full leader hosen i could just be adding this in my head i feel like he had like a garland of hops like wrapped around his i think you're right i remember i remember seeing something and he was like drinking out of a horn yes 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 correct <laughs> exactly so we had we have our commemorative kind of uh steins we use and then on occasion we allow people to do that because it's like we don't really want to have a glass environment yeah for obvious reasons in a park yeah um some people i know were kind of like oh this isn't a you know a german beer stein well i mean you get thousands of people walking around you know with beer yeah the, the troubling aspect to that is potential breakage right. <laughs> and all the bad things that can happen. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we try to keep it very, again, kid-friendly. I don't want to have... I don't think even in Germany they're handing out millions of... Yeah, it's like you're sitting down, like, you know, you're sitting down, you know, typically in a beer garden. Yeah. And just kind of doing that. And, of course, it's adults. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was there, I saw plenty of broken steins. Yeah. Um, so that's what worried me about doing mm. that. So we want to, again, keep it fun so everybody realizes it's going to be kind of commemorative fun steins that we use. Yeah. Um, they are plastic, uh, but they're, we have some, some fun stuff planned this year as well yeah. regarding that too. So, yeah, more, more details coming soon. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so what are the dates? Uh, Saturday, September 16th, and then Sunday, September 17th. Okay. Yep. Um, and I think you did say there's going to be a nominal fee. Yeah, just a small entry fee because yeah. we have all the different vendors. You just and, do that there? Do you yeah. do that in advance? Yep, no. just do it right there. Okay. Um, we really just kind of want to make it super simple. So when you walk up, it's going to be as easy as literally here's your card. Yeah. Here's the basic kind of package to get in, and off you go. Yeah. And then the kids can enjoy all the games. And it's really just that nominal fee just because it's all, it's all us. It's all like fam- you know, friends and family and volunteers out there. Um, and just to really kind of make sure everything goes well and yeah. all the different things are covered, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, you did have for the first year and for six weeks or however long. 
lovely time. You had an incredible turnout. I think we kind of talked about the first year was sort of like, okay, let's do it. We want to do this for a while. Let's just see if the community will support it. You know, kind of ask the community, do you want to see this? And, and the answer was kind of like, oh, hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would say, yeah, we were really super humbled. I mean, we, like I said, our, our entire team, friends and family and volunteers just worked their butts off. Mm. And we were, I will say this, I mean, I was pleasantly shocked and humbled again how many people from the community showed up. The city was tracking, what, several thousand? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, again, with... the course with of one day last One year. single yeah. day, you know, yeah. and, and it was great to see. Yeah. And that was our whole, again, point to do a second day is just, again, like I said, capture those folks who couldn't make it on Saturday. But, yeah, I mean, that's what we're super thankful for is, you know, to allow us to bring something fun like that to the community. You know, just have a really authentic time. And so I've had, thankfully, more than two months to plan it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I essentially started planning this right after the other one ended, that's which is kind of... always the way to do it, man. Which is the way it goes. And, yeah. you know, from my background, thank goodness, I have I have some knowledge in, in doing those things. And yeah. um, love doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, will there be places where folks can... Uh, see a schedule get more information um just follow you on social media i guess the fob yeah we have a uh i would look for us on facebook we also have an instagram page Mm -hmm. uh and then our website fobtoproom.com okay Uh, we'll be putting some more details up as we get closer here you know here over the next couple two three months awesome yep awesome okay well we'll wrap up just where we started anything else new going on at fob they want to tell folks about or just uh, i i'd say please stand if, by if, if this made you thirsty you don't have to wait till september you no please come on down. please no we we always have plenty of uh delicious beers on and plenty of them are oh, german like 40, style beers 40 taps here 36 36 yep. okay excuse me yeah, how dare you? <laughs> so yeah, close I mean, enough. yeah, it's, it's me close. But yeah, I mean, we've we've done some stuff, you know, to just make sure that everybody continues to have a good time in here. Yeah, the beers that we bring in are, are a lot of German beers or German style beers, mm-hmm. but plenty of other stuff. And I would say the last thing is, like we talked about when we started this, look for the uh, outdoor seating to continue to evolve. Yeah, so we're gonna do some really nice stuff out there, so it looks real cozy mm-hmm. again like a real proper kind of beer garden yeah you're gonna be using the roll-up um i haven't seen you use that in a while is that something you can still yeah use, so we is it just too hot at times or? yeah sometimes it's just too hot but yeah. we, t- we typically like to have it you know anything under around 83 85 yeah. degrees Roll it up. yep so yeah the the double-sided bar if people have been here there you can sit outside and pull up this garage door and you can have we have a lot of people that just sit right there and relax and have yeah. the fresh air blowing in and yeah one of my favorite spots to sit but i don't sit there because my wife would kill me so i have to <laughs> stay away yes. so our our friends of beer can sit there yeah and not me yeah so yeah yeah i think that's it my friend cool all right well thanks steve appreciate it thank you Hey, I'm AJ. I'm your uh, local Oddmos franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmos. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about life in the pizza industry. We're going to have on some franchisees. We're going to have some different vendors on. We're going to get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in the, the pizza world. Don't forget to tell them about the sports. They're sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest every week as well. And I'm Gage, Odd Pod senior sports analyst. 
Cage, who gave you that title? Me. Oh boy. Find us on Spotify and Apple Music and the Podbean. Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Can Be by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned, full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe, and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. Um, I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though. (laughs)